0: This is Freelance Feels, a podcast for anyone who is self-employed, freelance or thinking about it. This episode, my guest is Faye Dicker, aka Freelance Mum. She talks about her journey to setting up Freelance Mum, why her business actually flourished and grew in the pandemic, leading to winning an award and has lots of advice for people who are wanting to join communities and use communities as a freelance working parent to their best advantage, make new friends and build your business at the same time. If you enjoy the episode, please do rate and review it. And you can find out more about Freelance Feels at freelancefeels.com. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Freelance Feels, a podcast for anyone who is self employed, freelance, or thinking about it. This episode, I am chatting to Faye Dicker,
1: freelance mum. Faye, welcome to the Freelance Feels podcast. Oh, thank you ever so much. Thanks for having me, Jenny. It's lovely to be here.
0: Absolute pleasure. Would you like to tell everybody all of the freelances that you do? I know you have many things that you juggle. So tell us everything, everything that makes up your freelance
1: life. You, why don't you wander off, put the kettle on, Jenny, <laughs> come back in 10 minutes and I might, I might still be going. Uh, yeah, I do wear multiple hats. I think um, portfolio career is the best way to describe it, really. Yeah. And it really is the portfolio career, which sometimes it was amazing you're like oh yes wonderful ticks in all the boxes hey check me out and other times you can feel like i'm actually going I a little bit mad so i'm a broadcaster by trade uh i might cut my teeth in fact in acting for quite a young age and i went into television before moving into radio and i worked doing radio presenting i used to present the early breakfast show at bbc radio Bristol, which i really enjoyed um but I also very quickly realized that actually I needed another string to my bow mm-hmm. and that I was a freelance presenter. Um, but I needed more than that. And I wanted to have a go at voiceover work. Ooh. It was something that I was just like, oh. I, a couple of my friends had done it That I'd gone off and done a degree in theatre with And I, I could see that actually audio Was a medium that was closer to theatre Which was where I'd started out um, Than television Which you wouldn't necessarily think initially And so I, my parents Were really kind, didn't have much money I had a lot of debt, I was in my 20s And they lent me £3,000 Which was what I needed back then Talking, mm-hmm. I'd say mid-20 Yeah, sort of fifteen twenty 15-20 years ago And I got myself set up as a voiceover artist and it's one of the best things I ever ever did um, and at that point in time I had a little cupboard um, with electricity that went into it and that was my studio and um, I you could just about shut the door and get your knees under a shelf and sit and work really as a voiceover artist and um, and so I worked I used to do, present the early breakfast show and then I'd come home and I'd do my voiceover work and that went on And it it balanced beautifully. And then I had my girls. And once I had my girls, I realised I was in a slightly different place. And I stopped doing the early breakfast show, but I continued to do the voiceover work. But there was a part of my life that was missing, obviously, the voice, the the presenting. Mm. And also, I felt so part of my identity was missing. And I couldn't find or relate to anyone else like me. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, I cannot possibly be the only mother out there who is also freelance mm-hmm. but I couldn't find them and I couldn't go to networking events because I had very very limited childcare and very very limited free time um, and I just so with the free time that I had I wasn't going to go off to a networking event mm-hmm. um, the mums that I was meeting on the baby circuits were, were lovely but they'd either after their year of maternity leave had gone back to work or I was left with the mums who weren't working or had, just had different goals and none of these things matter it doesn't mean you're any better or to, to, uh, the, the the mums that I was mixing with mm. it was different and I couldn't find a mum like me so I started initially a podcast called Freelance Mum mm-hmm. to interview fellow mums in business because that's the thing that I did there was a broadcaster I could yes. I got that and I just thought well just build it build a community and after about a year of building a community uh, in podcasts, I realized that actually what we really, really needed was face-to-face networking, talk business, talk shop, um, but do it with your babies. So in the same way that you now might see buggy fit classes or, you know, and those, these things have now become quite common. I, it actually felt really groundbreaking. And it still is really when I look at it, I was like, right, let's just network and bring your children. And I created this thing called freelance Mum and it was called freelance because that's what i i felt that's what i am sometimes people say why didn't you you know you could rebrand whatever i suppose i could but it's like there's a beauty in the simplicity of the name yeah you know exactly what you're getting don't you like sometimes people say to me well what is freelance feels
0: and you sort of think well it's it's a bit far down the line to change it now but yeah yeah, you know what you're getting with
1: yeah um quick question what year was this When, when was this I started the podcast, let me get that right, it was between the girls, so Jamara was born in 2012, Suki was born in 2014, so the podcast started in 2013, mm-hmm. and then the networking started in 2014, when Suki was weeks old, so Suki is eight, my business is eight, like she's oh. a very real measure of my mm. business, <laughs> I literally launched it with this babe in arms, and I was I was trying to like handshake people and greet them with this baby but I just felt so compelled compelled I was just like it has to be now and the the saying that kept going through my head was if not now then when Mm. um and then the the bolt-on bit was it and if not you then who because I just felt like I have to do it I cannot be the only one and so I launched this very first net walk as it was yes um with and 15 people turned up and I didn't charge a fee because I didn't know if there was an appetite. I didn't know if any, you know, if it was going to work, if people really did want this. Mm. And they did. And it just kept growing. And until pre-pandemic, freelance mum was, I was, it was in Bristol only. Mm-hmm. I was hiring um, church halls and um, meeting rooms in Windmill Hill City Farm and we always had a network always always Mm -hmm. um because I quickly realized actually that was much easier to talk when you had your children either in a buggy or on a scooter or whatever Um, (laughs) yeah that's true other than at the park where everyone's running around for example yeah yeah completely Mm -hmm. um you know oh come on come away from the swings you know um or and then we'd go back into the hall and we'd have coffee and cake and craft um and we'd always have a guest speaker um and then I pivoted Mm -hmm. As a result of COVID But I'll let you ask me about that Because I like I say i go to Witter forever And if we're going to Completely finish the freelancing bit yeah. And I don't really talk about that Very often I also We have a barn in our back garden So we also do oh. Airbnb oh, so, well. I did not know that about you There you go This is why yeah. I love this podcast Because I learn so many
0: things About people that yeah. I know a bit And it's like
1: oh. well, I don't really mention it Or talk about it It's just one of those things That kind of runs in the background But it's it's really nice And so when I, when I started Answering your question You know it's on a good day, you're like, oh, I'll just greet a barn guest. Mm. I'll just rock behind the microphone and I'll do a voiceover. And, oh, look, I've got a network going on here. And on those good days, you're like, oh, isn't it lovely how life falls into place? And I'll do the school run and I'll do the pickup and look at me. And then on other days, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I've got to clean a barn. I've got to do the laundry. I've got more voiceover than I can shake a stick at. I've got to schedule the mothership, you know, and it's... Schedule it's not the mothership yeah that must sound bonkers i'm sure people Free- are like hold on whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Schedule well, the mothership. Yeah. Is she, does she also have a space rocket on the side yeah, what the hell <laughs> a barn and a spaceship <laughs> what, what's the mothership the mothership i had not realize how bonkers that would sound it's the facebook group for freelance mums so we've got an online and offline community so the uh-huh. mothership is the facebook group, and so once a week i will schedule as in you know social media scheduling i'll schedule them. But I had yeah, but I, had realized, yeah, I actually now think perhaps I should just make it sound like it's a space rocket that I schedule once it a week. Sounds amazing. And yeah, at, at the end of the episode, as always, I'll get you to tell everybody where they can find everything.
0: So if people are listening who are women in business who are either going to become a mum, you might be pregnant, expecting thinking, what do I do now? I'm, I'm going to be freelance and, and a mum, etc., we'll get everything at the end so people can, can come and find out what you do. I'd love yeah. to know, and I'm sure listeners would love to know as well how the voiceover works as a, as a freelancer. Do you sort of work for certain companies or do you have to kind of put yourself out there and go, hey, everyone, I'm a voiceover artist. Who wants to employ me? How, how does all of that work? I've never met a freelance voiceover artist before.
1: I suppose, uh, like with a lot of freelance work, it's a bit of everything, really. Mm. To a certain extent, there's, you know, referrals and repeat work. You know, you work for someone once and then six months down the line, there's something else they want. Mm. Um, you, I also belong to various directories. So okay. you can pay a small amount of money and list yourself. Some directories are better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and if you're thinking of starting out in voiceover, do feel free to drop me a line and I can sort of re- recommend the ones to go to because mm-hmm. there are some that you pay your money and you're never going to get it back again. And that's a real shame. Um, but there are some that are really good and they're well worth. And then I've got an agent and they okay. get me a certain amount of work as well. Um, but it's, the it's, nothing hard and fast it's very much the same as with all voice of uh, voiceover or freelance work it's to a certain extent it's putting yourself out there mm. it's identifying who's going to need voiceover work it's introducing yourself reminding people hi you know if you're looking for a voiceover it's a really funny industry in the respect mm. that there is no such thing as a monday to friday nine to five um you can send out a million emails to people and they just might not have any work that week and I can open my diary and think wow, I've got nothing in this week and then three jobs might drop drop in so I I think it's a very uh, and at the point that people want voiceovers it's usually the end part of the project so whereas they may have already lined up their animator or their copywriter or their whatever for some reason it's like oh well we need a voiceover artist can you do it now um but you you know some people would be really super good at planning and they might say we're we'll working on this project you know when can we start working with you and they want to brief you but that's rare in my experience it tends to be can you do it and can you do it now yeah, so, yeah
0: that that classic freelancing where the client goes oh we've forgotten this or we suddenly realise we need this you're freelance can you do that like by tomorrow and yeah uh, yeah that's that constant sort of you're on their schedule almost that's a stressful thing isn't it
1: yeah yeah i was going to bed the night before last and i made that the mistake of looking at my emails it was about quarter to 11 this little fake just this minute got this script signed off is there any chance you could record record it tomorrow morning and yesterday morning i was actually helping out at the school fate mm. and i want to do that i want to do yeah. this you know, like i want to be able to help out and give up a bit of time and you know it's the first school fate in three years because of covid and rain, so actually, and that rain. Was a, <laughs> yeah yeah you know 2018 was the last school fate that's a big deal mm. um and so i wanted to go and help and do my bits in that community and i felt bad because i was thinking well i suppose i could say no to the school fate mm. it's but you know, I, they, I don't have to do it, I'm not being paid. But you've given me a quarter to 11, you're asking me if I can do it tomorrow morning. Mm. So, I did actually say, Look, it's really unlikely, but I i will be able to squeeze it in at the end of the day. So, I managed to record it yesterday evening because yesterday I'd, I had various other things already lined up and I wanted to honor those commitments. So, mm.
0: yeah.
1: I like that because I was going to ask how you dealt with it, but I guess sort of the halfway mm. house is
0: you said yes but on your on your terms more mm. than just yes of course I can do it because there's that fear isn't there
1: can that we? if you
0: say no well they might find someone else and they'll never come back to me or you yeah. know I think I'm really rude because we never think well hold on they've emailed me at quarter to 11 at night or yes. yeah you know sort of can you do this by tomorrow lunchtime and like oh no it's already like halfway to lunchtime but yeah that we feel worried that I guess we're not going to get the work again or
1: we'll yeah. look um, and you can feel a slave to it can't you I yeah. think that's what the trouble is you feel a slave to it and you're like oh gosh yes and I and and part of it for me was also b- because I wasn't doing work if I was actually booked out to do work yeah. I would have felt more justified in saying oh I can do it later but because actually I was giving my time to the school fate and I- you to do that so I want to you know you want to do that's part of the joys of being freelance isn't it is that we pick and choose our things but I there was a part of me that felt guilty that I was saying I can you know but I, I can't do it till later when I, I was like oh I really I should but you know otherwise it's daft it's daft we have to overcome those things
0: yeah it's hard isn't it and I'm sure people who are listening will be nodding their heads going yeah we've all been there everyone's yeah. had those moments where the client and if it's a client you often work for you think well i i do want to do things for them but mm. yeah you sort of wonder i wonder if they're asking their employees to do these things but they probably are actually i think the employees yes. are much. they're just not you know they're just in, you know on the payroll rather than the,
1: the
0: yeah. freelance payroll but uh, w- would you say that sort of that's sort of obviously one of the big challenges of being freelance but what are the what are the other freelance challenges that you face that that come up for you as a regular thing i guess as a freelancer and also as a working mum as well
1: um i think the two classics are time time management that's the absolute classic. that is the recurring theme and um, i think if you were to ask that you know put it in a poll time would come out um i can almost visualize you know those those, those clouds those word clouds you get yeah. and i think time would just be huge and you know time management lack of time mm. children being sick and it ultimately falling to you and you pick up the scope and I on some days I can be incredibly frustrated because I'm, I love what I do. Actually. Mm. I love what I do for a living. I love being a voiceover artist and I love doing freelance work and I just want to do it. you know, and then you can just somebody <laughs> yeah. give me a clear run. Um, and that can feel very frustrating. And the other one for me is money. Um, I am a classic freelancer in that it's lean or cream. Um, and you can't, that can make budgeting very hard. Um, there's, I think particularly in voiceover work, it's, and it's not unique to voiceover, but I think that voiceover is a a fairly good example of it. Um, I can't say, right, I'm going to aim to have 10 clients and I'm going to go and get them and learn, you know, it's, it's a really, and that it can be really difficult there therefore with a lumpy cash flow working out what's coming in um and especially at the moment with the cost of living it can be really challenging
0: yeah very much so and how do you deal with that i mean do do you deal with that do you have any advice for people that are probably again i can imagine everyone's nodding their head all the way through this going yep yep me you help um how how do you because i hear you on that as well with with both journalism and coaching it's very much a yeah one month there might be loads of inquiries and three or four commissions and the next month it might be like why does no one want my pitch and all I can see is tumbleweeds yeah how do you deal with that sort of emotionally as well as practically
1: um I think that emotion that's a good question let's see if I can get to that bit first um I think that I just tell myself it is cream and lean and just try and do something every day to keep yourself out there. Right. Um, I'm not the best on, so ironically I'm not the best on social media when it comes to the voiceover side of things, because I find there's much more to say when it comes to the freelance mum side of things. So my, uh, the thing that I'm often like chat, 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 chat about freelance mum, but actually voiceover is the bit, the pays the bills, And I have to remember that. Mm. Um, yeah, because I wouldn't I'm,
0: know that from your yeah. accounts. Actually, I wouldn't know if yes. I didn't know you and know that you did that. I, I wouldn't have known that
1: from, from yeah. what you put out there. Yeah, yeah, completely. And that's that's a, something that I need to be better at. And I, you know, I, I keep them separate because they are two separate things. Mm. They are two separate identities. Um, arguably, there's I could merge them, but actually, I think it is important. Um, but, so, I I think it is important to remember that it is cream and lean. Um, and to, where possible, try and enjoy the the, the downtime. I really enjoy swimming. I really enjoy swimming, it's my, it's my thing. Um, and I, unfortunately to go for a swim, I belong to the Lido, which is, or, or I swim at a marine lake. So nice. that's, that's a big investment of time. Yeah, but you know, yeah. if I've got free time, if I've got quiet time, make the most of that thing. Go and drive off and have a swim in your favorite place and come back later and enjoy it, you know, enjoy that time. Um, try and be as proactive as possible except to a certain extent there are going to be quiet weeks and there will that it's when it it also there's a recognition that there are quiet times of the year Mm. voiceover is practically quiet january february march and lean into that do more marketing update your show reels like that's a really good time to update your show reels at the beginning of the year put some, what can you do? What's a good use of your time? Are there extra directories that you can add? You know, you can add yourself to look at free ways of marketing yourself. I think that's really important. Just turn up the dial a bit on that. Mm -hmm. And where, you know, emotionally. Yeah. I think those are the ways of looking at it. Um, and I think also that's why it's useful to have other strings to your bow. And that's why I'm in that classic portfolio have got the the barn, look at other things that you can lean into, have other things that you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, And financially, I mean, by no means am I an accountant. The the best advice, but this... It's not always practical to do so. It's to try and have that buffer so that you can always pay yourself X amount a month. Now, I was in the best position to do that pre children when I was working at Radio Bristol and at voice in voiceover, and I was in a position. And also, it's good advice, anyways, it's to pay yourself X amount a month. It doesn't matter what it is because the bank likes to see that. They like to see that even if it's five hundred pounds that goes in once a month and you pay it on that date, that that makes your cash flow look good. And if you ever want to get a mortgage, you know these are these are really good pieces of advice, which fortunately I managed to put in place pre-children um when i was when i could had a certain amount of predictability when it came to earnings um these days i've got a husband i'm very fortunate that he's got a regular income and that certainly helps so the way that we sort of divide it out in our household is that his income pays the bills and mine pays for the, the bits on top so we do rely on two incomes mm-hmm. but his um mine's kind of like the, the lumpy bits yeah. the, the holidays yeah. the birthdays and so on um and we as a household have got used to thinking right also with voiceover which is another interesting thing you typically don't get paid for three months oh wow so okay. mm. yeah now once you're set up you you get used to that don't you yeah, in the yeah. early days that can be tricky but i know that if i got paid if i did a job in january i'm not going to expect to get paid until march so i'm used to that now and as a household we're used to that um and you can also say, right, okay, I've had a really quiet month. I'm not going to feel that as a household for another three months. So there are things that you can put into place. So it's, it's, a, it's a different way of looking at accounts. Um, to a certain extent, we have to use a credit card and then we pay it off again. That's how, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's not necessarily best practice, but it's the way that we manage our mm. finances, knowing how it works in the voiceover world, basically. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for your honesty, because I'm sure so many people will, will be really glad to hear that. Because often people say, well, how, how do you pay for things then? If it's so brilliant. Thank you so much, Faye. That's really inspiring to know, um, to, to get that info. It's, it, yeah, that will really help people. So thank you.
1: Oh, no, it's my pleasure. And I, I think that you need a honesty. Mm, I mean, it's that, not your um, USP,
0: isn't it? You're not, you don't pretend yeah. to be something you're not. You're like, this is how it is. And I'm here to support other women who are going,
1: ah, Help. Yeah, completely. yeah <laughs> well it's like you know I'm not advocating to go and get yourself into debt by any stretch but if you can see well I've earned that money there mm-hmm. and I, it's going to come in and I know they're good payers then actually the, this is the thing that we will do this month yeah. and you, you know put it on and clear it off and but you just it's just managing it and I think it's being yeah. realistic it's being realistic that's what it is and you have to you have to have some very grounded and sometimes harsh conversations with yourself, mm-hmm. while also don't don't kill your ambition. You know, keep oh, keep that.
0: Yeah, I feel really seen there. Don't because it is in the lean times as well. There's things that you have to not. There's, there's things you have to compromise on. That I guess are the little things that give you the happy. Like you know, when I'm having a lean month, the first thing that stops is me going to a coffee shop to get a coffee. Yeah. I have a coffee machine at home. Sometimes I use it anyway. But yeah, the first thing that stops is is spending money on coffees and yeah. that might seem very middle class to a lot of listeners I guess so another example might be you know even down to so this week I've, I've been waiting for the payment so it's it's freezer lottery we call it so when yes. we go to the freezer we did a freezer audit we didn't know what was in there last night I made a fish stew with loads of frozen veg and fish out the freezer yeah. because I want to try and be a bit more frugal on with my food spending so yeah it's about sort of you got sometimes you've got to say well, I can't have that thing it because is I'm waiting for some money so no I can't have a new outfit or no I won't go and have a nice bottle of red wine at the pub I will stay at home and watch the pennies it's it's sort of
1: about there's a little bit of that as well isn't there yeah it really is that it's like if you know what your costs are and again I'm not an accountant not by any stretch of the imagination for example I like a glass of wine every night and Mm. I know that I do but I was like well if I'm gonna have a glass of wine every night um, I need to start especially with the cost of living mm-hmm. I need to start looking at where can I get a nice bottle of wine that isn't going to the cost isn't going to break the bank um, because that's and, and subscriptions that's another thing yes. Look at your oh you definitely need the professional paid for package of x
0: mm-hmm. is
1: can you get by on the free version those are the things, I mean, I, I had the, the paid for version of Dropbox. Did I need it? No, I didn't. Mm. Um, I might have needed it once, but I didn't need it anymore and I could downgrade to the free version. Yeah. Do you need the All Singing or Dancing package of Canva or Accounting or whatever it is? You know, there are some things that, it's, no, it's, I'm not compromising. Yeah. So for example, Adobe Audition, I edit my edit my audio one. Of course, I'm gonna I'm going to pay for that. That's yeah. an absolute given. But there are other things that it's like, no I can strip it back I can get away with the free version so there are things I think that actually it's quite sensible to look at and just do a little audit Right, where can I make where can I make a bit of a saving
0: yeah that's amazing
1: I love a practical tip I'm all about <laughs> practical
0: tips, that's really brilliant thank you um, one thing I didn't ask you before is if you've always been freelance or whether there was a point at which you decided to become self-employed have you always been self-employed in some way or, or was there sort of or was the radio the day job in the beginning
1: the the it, by default i've always been freelance mm-hmm. because in radio um and there's been a lot to talk about it with the i r thirty five um which i ha- i've sort of skirted out of the I was, by the time I left the industry they sort of, they've changed it quite a lot now, mm-hmm. and a lot of the presenter contracts have never been they're just not they're not kind to presenters let's put it that way they don't look after the presenters very well um but I've always found it default being freelance. Um, I think I, when I graduated, I had a job as a runner working for a television company that was PAYE, but it was fixed term, short term contract. So I already had that freelance mentality. Yeah. of Right. OK, this is a three month contract. I always looked at myself as freelance, yeah. even though yeah. that was PAYE. So I always had that. I suppose arguably entrepreneurial streak mm. and, and I remember getting a column um working uh, working for the evening post the Bristol Evening Post Yay. and and I I realized that I needed some money Mm -hmm. and i wanted a column and i quite fancied it and i managed to get get a column um and they it's a nominal fee but i was like right okay well that's an extra 15 pounds here and that's you know and it was just like working out and it was a way of keeping myself out there and also looking at things like okay well it doesn't pay masses but you know it's another way of keeping myself out there and i suppose i've always looked at that portfolio career so that i didn't ever have to rely on one thing too heavily um the, the classic thing that happens in radio and it's awful really is that you know if they want a change of lineup you get told oh that was your last show and off you pop um which yeah oh yes quite literally yeah and um, so you know to be told oh that was your last show and off you go and that's because they don't you know you're on air you're if you've been given your notice obviously you could be a liability but it's not a very nice experience mm-hmm. and you only have to experience it once to think I think I need another string to my bow. I can't be in an industry that if I'm no longer flavour of the month, I'm out. Yeah. Um, and I I'd already had this harbour, this ambition to do voiceover, mm-hmm. but I suddenly was aware how volatile an industry I was in. And that actually it was not just something I wanted to do, but it was a necessity if I needed to survive.
0: Yeah. Would that be advice? Because I was going to ask you advice for women who are, I guess either women who are, thinking of going freelance as a mum or they are a freelance mum and they're thinking, Oh my God, this is speaking to me. This is me. What, sort of would that be one of the pieces of advice is to sort of diversify early what else would you sort of have as advice for women who are listening who are and freelance dads in a way I guess as well hello to the freelance dads but yeah Yeah, absolutely and I
1: must in fact I must say that I I use the word mum it's just my default setting but dads are completely welcome to come along and and yeah and arguably I've I've had this internal conversation with myself as well should it be called freelance parent or parents but that always felt a bit clinical Mm. not very warm and so I, I, just stuck with freelance mum. So yeah, mum is my default word, but dads are welcome. So yeah, um, advice, diversifying. I think it's always important to have another string to your bow, um, and whether that string to your bow is in terms of what you offer or having something else. Um, and I realise that me saying that will be almost contrary to a lot of people say niche, 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 yeah, niche, niche. Yeah. yeah i think that it, it is important to niche as in really know your audience that i know exactly who i'm talking to i'm talking to freelance mums primarily yes dads are welcome but really the majority are mums so i know my audience um but my offering is online coffee mornings networks i'm really clear so i think when i say diversify i mean have more than one product is probably a better way of putting it and also there's no shame if you need to take a job um, and especially at the moment with the cost of living crisis if you're looking and you're doing the maths and you're looking at things and you're thinking do you know well we've just had one too many months now where we've had follow months um whatever you want you know one too many lean months and you can see that you've made as many savings as you can, there is absolutely no shame in saying, I'm going to go and get a, a fixed term contract here, or I'm going to go and do this here. Or I'm going to go, whether it's taking a job in a supermarket. And I've spoken to many, many experienced freelancers who have had that conversation with, and they said, I did that. And I don't think there's any harm in doing that. And don't feel embarrassed mm-hmm. at all. Um, you you always do what you have to do, especially when you've got a family, Yeah. to yeah. to feed your family, to pay the bills. Um. There's, and there's no harm or embarrassment in that. And there'll be lots of people doing it as well. Um. It doesn't mean you've sold your soul. um. And it doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do at failed, all. You haven't given up. In fact, probably the yeah. opposite. You're not failing and giving
0: up because you're taking action and doing something that will help keep your feelings going. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's that, you know, there's just it's realistic ambition it's that's what it is there's nothing wrong with it but also and i if i didn't if i didn't answer give you this answer as well i would be not doing my job properly (laughs) Um, the the other answer is find your community Mm. whatever that looks like yeah now naturally i'm gonna say come to freelance mom but that might not be your community and you might be a freelance mum who thinks do you know I'm, I, I know what you're saying but actually I don't I still do think that's my community that's fine as well um but find a community in the truest sense mm-hmm. find a network in the truest sense of the word network um I don't mean networking networking in a room you know that maybe that's your thing but I mean have your support network in place um, because they are the people it's that saying isn't it find your tribe and love them hard because they are the people I oh. yeah I love it yeah it's find your tribe and love them hard because they will get it they're on your page um, one of the things that I love about freelance mum is that you can be unapologetically you so I always wanted to be able to find a safe space that I could say oh my goodness my child's sick the second child's just got chicken pox and i just haven't got a clear run and I, all I want is to just be able to be, do my thing yeah. and for someone to get it and to be able to turn up at an event and just because there was a baby sick on my top didn't mean I was any less a, a professional and that's what I created this safe space where people could just turn up and just say oh flipping heck you know or you could talk about GDPR while your toddler was having a tantrum and nobody thought you were less either less a parent or less a professional. And I just created this space where you could do it. So th- that is the network mm-hmm. and the community that works for me, but find the network and community that works for you. And it also, these networks and communities don't have to be mutually exclusive it's like that venn diagram mm, yes. it can be overlaps and overlays you know like i've talked about swimming i love swimming so i also belong to swimming communities and in fact there was a freelance one network yesterday in in north somerset in clevedon mm. and i just said oh does anyone fancy swimming in the marine lake afterwards now to me that's effortless i do that all the time but i forget that for many that was a brand new experience, oh, yeah. and you know, and they were like, "Oh my goodness, Faye, thank you so much!" And I was like, "Oh, that that was easy." <laughs>
0: that <laughs> just <said> Come for swim.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, that was really easy, and I just gave them a few tips to anyone who hadn't, hadn't done open water swimming before, Brilliant. and people were so like, "Oh, thank you so much!" And it was easy. So, find a community, find a tribe, and love them hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter what that tribe looks like; it's what works for you
0: yeah wow that's so lovely and as a side note which before I get you to tell everyone where they can find you if they do want to come and if people in your area do want to come from a marine lake swim you're going to be overwhelmed with the open water swimmers yeah um you just won a little award for your work as well haven't you your oh is now award
1: winning yeah yes I did I won an award and do you know I meant so much I have what's the word it's kept me going um note to all freelancers enter awards enter awards honestly because on your so many reasons enter awards not for you for your community i know we're rubbish entering awards enter awards not for you but for your community because they believe in you they've invested in you they they feel good they're the ones it's the ripple effect they feel equally as amazing as you feel amazing when you win it um it's that whole cathartic experience of writing it. And at the end of it, even if you don't get it, you're like, oh, no, i not bad, am I? And then yeah. when you win the, the award and when you win the award, there will be down days because you are human um, where you're like, oh, my goodness, is this is ever going to work. You know, oh, my goodness, because you're human. We all have those days. <laughs> and then turn around and look at your award. You're like, yeah, award winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love I, that. I mean, you know, I, you, you need those moments especially as freelancers so yes the award that I won was COVID-19 success story Um, and I got it because it was from Ipsy um and I won it last year Um, and it was for pivoting my business Mm -hmm. during the pandemic so pre-pandemic freelance mom was child-friendly networks and networking um, in Bristol Mm -hmm. and then we hit lockdown and obviously we couldn't meet anymore yeah, and I instantly launched an online coffee morning, which is every week because I was like, what can we do? What do we need? We need a book club, a wine club. What do we, what do we want? And everyone said coffee morning. So I was like, OK, coffee morning. Okay, we'll, we'll have a weekly coffee morning every Wednesday. And suddenly I could see I had a scalable model. Now, when I was in Bristol and it was oh. just Bristol, people would say, oh, face, amazing. We, we need to have these everywhere. And they were right. But I was thinking, but who else would run it other than me? Because mm. they were amazing, but exhausting. And that most tiring part was loading the van, unloading the van, yeah. t- all the coffee cups, all the cakes, all the milk, all the craft, you know, the PA system, because you needed a PA system mm. if you had to get to speak with toddlers. I, was
0: surprised. And, yeah. <laughs> I you know, that,
1: but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I'm sitting here. Study, I'm looking at this PA system that doesn't get used anymore, and all these coffee cups that I don't get used anymore. Oh, and I'll have to go for a walk it, and you yeah, can just exactly. tell everyone about
0: freelancing to the PA system. <laughs> exactly.
1: And um, and then we we got to the, the rules were changing during covid and so we had this coffee morning, and we were able to then meet again, but only outdoors. Um, and I was able to bring back the net walk, and the net walk had always been a part of the of the meetings, but not the whole of the meeting. And I was like, well, okay, well, we'll, we'll do a network. How, how fortunate we'd always networked anyway. Mm. So I brought the network back, happy online coffee morning. And I suddenly realized there was nothing to stop me running networks all around the country. Mm. And so I sent out an email to my newsletter. I wrote, and I was like, how, how am I going to launch this? Do I need to, I've got this idea. I could have pubs that run networks. Yes. Um, what do I do? Do I build the page on the website first? And I I answered my own question with keep it simple, keep it free. You don't know if it's going to work yet. Just blog about it. So I blogged about it, put it in my newsletter. And I titled it, We Believe in Fairies. Do you? Would you like to become a freelance mum fairy and head up a network? And I got a reply. And I got a reply from a freelance mum called Katie, who mm-hmm. had come to one meeting in Bristol and had since moved to Winchester. And she said, Yes, I'd love to head up a network in Winchester. And I was like, oh my goodness, are you sure? <laughs> <You
0: know, laughs>
1: Self shadowing. Yeah, exactly. You know, cripes. Gosh, I could be onto something. Um, and she launched the first network in Winchester. And someone, one of her attendees, came along and said, um, I really like this. Uh, it was quite a distance to travel oh. to Winchester. Any chance I could launch one in Southampton? So then I had one in Southampton and then one of my members said, well, Faye, actually I live in Somerset. Could I do one in Somerset? And then another one of my, you know, and so on and wow, so wow. on. So I now have Brilliant. six hubs Amazing. and the beauty of it being, we have an online and offline offering. So every week we can all come together on the weekly coffee morning and then every month you can have a walk in your hub. And so I won the COVID-19 success story for pivoting my business so that I now have these hubs across the country. Mm. And I have a weekly coffee morning. So it's hard to believe really that actually COVID did serve us something that yes, was worth it. <laughs> <hadn't> <laughs> been. I do love a
0: lockdown silver lining though, because yeah. I, I think it is worth saying actually freelancers, many, many freelancers, thrived because you know it was funny. I was going through trying to get a mortgage in lockdown because we had a mortgage in place. Me and my partner both self-employed, and then as soon as um, the lockdown happened and the pandemic the mortgage company withdrew it because they said you're it's too um, risky you're both self-employed and I thought yeah but what about people on furlough yeah. you know and I could pivot and I actually retrained in lockdown and became a coach and started building my business so yeah actually I don't know that I would have taken a step back and gone I've got time to train because I'm at home um, yeah I think a lot of freelancers thrived in lockdown but we sometimes we're, we're nervous to say it because I think we sort of almost carry this badge of it's a struggle, it's always difficult. But you've actually made me realise how blooming brilliant freelancing is a lot of the time and how autonomous it is.
1: Completely, and also the thing about freelancing and the thing about typically the self-employed mm. is that we are agile sorry to yeah. use that overused word but we are naturally used to pivoting and thinking oh what can we do you know like I, I reflect back on you know that, that story I told you at the beginning where I was like right okay I'm not earning enough money um oh I know I'll, I'll see if I can get a column I'll get yeah. a column in my local paper that'll give me an extra 50 pounds and you know we're used to to, to thinking right okay what, what else can I do how can I use my skills in another way how yeah. can I help myself out you know and it 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 doesn't ever change. I mean, Joe Fairley, um, the founder of Green and Black's. Yes. She recently uh, was here. She, I've heard her speak a couple of times. She recently spoke on National Freelancers Day, and she her piece of advice is brilliant. And if it's coming from Joe Fairley, and she's a journalist. Um, as oh, well I didn't as know we, that. Yeah, yes. she's a journalist. She still writes, and she st- still loves her journalism. Yes. And she started many businesses. And her first piece of advice to anyone who starts out in businesses don't give up the day job Mm. you know it'll be a long don't give up the day job it'll be a long time before you will afford to pay yourself and when even when you're earning money the first thing that you stop doing is you stop paying yourself Mm. because you will still be you know paying whatever it is that you need on your business you know and it's true it's true and it's a really harsh reality um but we fortunately i think that freelancers uh, we're naturally used to thinking well what else can I do who else look at my skills look at my gifts what am I good at how can I use them in another way yeah and yeah. so I think that that's one of the things that we did very very well as you say during lockdown yeah
0: oh I feel so I just you're such a burst of positive energy <laughs> like, guys, and this will segue me beautifully onto where everyone else can get a burst of your energy as well by finding where you are but yeah follow you on social because yeah you really honestly I feel like I'm an injection of positivity so thank oh. you Faye. it's been really really interesting to to hear your story and get all of your practical advice, which I'm sure listeners are going to be really, really pleased and interested to hear. So tell us where we can find you, website, social, anything. If people want to join or host a network, I presume that's, they're welcome to to say, if they'd like to tell us everything
1: where they can find you. Gosh, yes. Well, thank you, Jenny, first of all for me. And if you want to host a a network and you're thinking, I love the sound of this way. yes, please. Just get in touch. check out freelance mom.co.uk. So if there's not a network in your area, just, or drop me a line, Fay at fayticker.com. Um, it doesn't either way, uh, but freelance is the place. If you, if freelance mom is talking to you, then yep, that's the one. VoiceOver work, check out just If you're into and if you want to get started in voiceover and you're thinking, that's, that's something I'd like, that's an itch you'd like to scratch, drop me a line. I'm not an expert, but I can certainly share what pearls I've picked up. Or, you know, similarly, if you're looking to book a voiceover artist, yeah, again, check out um, on And you'll find me on Insta, um, it's FayTicker and as freelance mommy one. So yeah, and I'd I'm always happy to talk freelance. I'm always happy. It's you know, something I'm very, very passionate about. So yeah, please do get in touch.
0: Perfect. Well, I hope you have a lovely sunny. As we're speaking, it's a sunny day. It's a sunny Friday here in the UK. So yeah, I hope you have a lovely day, a lovely weekend, and all the best with everything. I look forward to seeing what what you what you pull out the bag next, Faye. It's it's exciting. (laughs) Thank you, Jenny. It's been lovely chatting. You take care. Bye. Bye.